Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. I'm honored to be your guest, and I am so very grateful that you've allowed me some time with you. What a blessing. Let me also say a big thank you to those who write to us, call us, email us, text us, folks that listen to our podcast, as well as broadcast that we've received contact from. We are very thankful for you and are grateful that the program has been one of interest and encouragement to many of you. Thank you. And we, I say we, my co-hosts, Pastor Josh, are very grateful for all who do write to us and call us and those that will email us and, as I said, text us or uh, use the regular old snail mail, as it's called. Uh, But we are grateful. Thank you for being there. A lot of things to share with you today, so stay with me. A recent study that just came out of London. Now, I've not uh, had a lot of dealings with this particular polling group, and it was the uh, British media outlet Channel 4. Uh, in their studies, they surveyed some 1,500 people, and they came to this conclusion that Generation Z, now that's age 13 to 24, we're more likely to believe that people should be canceled for their views and held less acceptance of different opinions than the older generations. So the new generation Z, age 13 to 24, says that you should be canceled if you don't hold the same views that they hold. They're more intolerant than any of the previous generations. Now think about that. We have been screamed and yelled at for quite uh, several decades now. Uh, Since the early uh, 2000s, for sure, we've been screamed at that we should be more tolerant. And we've been told you should be more tolerant. But now we find that Generation Z, ages 13 to 24, are less tolerant. And the only tolerance they have is for those who agree with them. Now, they're more progressive in that the sense of your inner self should be that which you follow. Your feelings, not absolute truth, but your feelings, your opinions, your subjective truth, you should follow. But if your truth doesn't match their truth, then you should be canceled or silenced. They do not believe in freedom of speech, and that is age. 13 to 24. Also found out that the folks older than age 25 had a little different view. They were a little more tolerant of others and said opinions did count older than 25. Now, that is interesting to me because I remember in a study in 2005-2006, one that came out of America and a polling group that was very dependable in those days, uh, polled this age group that were college graduates, and they were just graduating that year, all right, 2005-2006. And they said this is the most narcissistic 
group of college students that we have ever surveyed. Narcissism was definitely on the rise, and now we see it in this time frame, 15 years later, 16 years later, that this time, this generation, age 14 to 24, says that if your view is not one that is accepted by me and others, we should cancel you. They've got this cancel culture. By the way, also something that was released just uh, yesterday was that more and more CEOs of the companies that are called woke companies, all right, the cancel companies, the woke companies, um, the majority of the CEOs said that if the economy continues to hinder them, they will definitely pull back on their wokeism and their cancellation policies. They'll pull back on that. Yeah, I think they probably will. As Elon Musk says that, you know, uh, wokeism is destroying corporations. It's destroying organizations. And he's so right. Destroying generations as well, according to this poll here. I couldn't help but think of the Bible verse. Professing themselves to be wise, they became as fools. And certainly that is exactly what is taking place. Folks who claim to have intelligence, folks who claim to have education and intellect and will actually govern their lives by their own feelings and wishes without fact and absolute truth, then, hey, professing themselves to be wise, they have become as fools. But we don't want to be there, friend. You don't have to be. You and I have the truth. And we will tell the truth. We will stand in the public square and deliver the truth. And we'll be there in the voting booths as well. We encourage you to be there for sure. Here we are in this Thanksgiving month. And as I said in yesterday's program, that we want to be sharing many stories of Thanksgiving and praise during this month. Now, not only is November Thanksgiving month, but every month is Thanksgiving, and every day is Thanksgiving. And our Lord gave the prediction in His Word that in these latter days that men would be unthankful. Yep. Well, we're not going to be unthankful because Christians are the very origin of a thankful heart. Christ is that one that put that in us. And how grateful we are. I was reminded of a great lesson of thankfulness out of Dr. Galen Abbott, Butch Abbott's book, Veteran Missionary to France and Europe there. And uh, he wrote a true story here and researched and found this. And it blessed my heart to remember this, how that a king, a king in what was then Prussia at that time, the king was silenced and actually heart was stirred and moved by a little schoolgirl. The king was coming to this lowly village. Well, they did everything they could to clean the village up, and the streets were uh, was cleaned, and the trash was removed, and the king came, and he stopped in the local school. The children looked on the king as he stepped forward and addressed the entire school and the classes. He picked up an orange from a plate. He turned to a young student and 
tested them by asking, uh, What kingdom does this orange belong to? Well, the children looked timidly at each other, wondering whether to answer the king. Finally, one little girl spoke up and said, That belongs to the vegetable kingdom, sire. Well, he was pleased with that correct answer. Then the king slipped his hand into his vest pocket. He brought forth a gold coin. And to what kingdoms does this coin belong to? Well, the little girl responded confidently, To the mineral kingdom, sire. Well, a smile of pleasure came across the face of the king, and he knew he had the attention of the students. He looked squarely then at this little young girl and proceeded to ask, And to what kingdom do I belong then? This question troubled the girl greatly, for she was a Christian. She didn't know what to say at first. She knew the king wanted her to respond, The animal kingdom, but she knew that was not the right answer, for she had been told by her mother and her family and her church uh, that God made man in his own image and that we were made in the image of God. And so she looked up at the king and said, You belong to God's kingdom, sire. Well, the king was speechless. A deep look of compassion came across his face. Those standing nearby swore they saw tears from his eyes, placed his hand gently on the child's head, and said, God grant that I may be accounted worthy of that kingdom. How the heart of the king was touched by a little girl's truth. You and I can speak truth today. He was eternally grateful. The king was eternally grateful for the boldness, the courage, and the honesty of this little girl. I see our time's gone. God bless you. Keep you safe. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.